What's up, everyone? Greetings, Manly Sousa here.、Uh, news: I'm 17 again. I feel 17 anyway.、Uh, been really into the beef with Eminem and everyone、uh, he went after in that new Kamikaze album. I was really into beefs、uh, growing up and throughout my high school days. Eminem versus Jaru and Murder Inc. and Cannabis and LL Cool J versus Cannabis and Tupac and Biggie and East Coast West Coast and Ice Cube、uh, versus N.W.A. and so on and so forth. I was really really into、um, the drums. I guess that was like my soap opera. So yeah, so the revival of beefs in hip hop again is enticing for me and.、Um, I get to embrace my,、uh, I I go back to nostalgia of my adolescence. So Eminem put out an album. It's called Kamikaze.、Um, if you don't have a life like me, I'm sure you've seen it all over the internet.、Um, and people say you don't diss Eminem, right? Eminem is like the greatest rapper ever. It's unanimously. Agreed that he's you know in everybody's top five or top three, so you don't diss him. So when Eminem started dissing like a whole field of personnel in the rap slash hip hop industry, mumble rap they call it, or just、uh, people who Eminem perceived to be shitty rappers, everyone thought that they wouldn't go after、uh, Eminem. But like three days later, MGK or Machine Gun Kelly put out a song called "Rap Devil," which is an、uh, attack on Eminem's rap god song. So、uh, I listened to it. I listened to it like twice, I think,、um, and I kind of, I kind of like it.、Uh, I don't the 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 style that he has isn't really for me, but the words that he put together and dissed Eminem with. I I was into it, and、uh, I'm I'm noticing that other rappers are into it as well, and you know the fans are kind of into it as well. So that's really interesting that、um, another rapper went after Eminem, and、uh, people liked it for the most part that I can tell. Everyone agrees that Eminem's gonna come back and absolutely destroy this kid's career. I think he's like twenty three, twenty four, and young. Young kid who idolized Eminem for a long time,、um, but his diss is is unique because he praises Eminem in the diss. He's like, "Yeah, I know you're the best rapper ever, and you're not perfect, right?"、Um, that's what he's saying. He's saying, "Yeah, everyone says you're the best ever, but you got flaws too, bitch.、Uh, everyone has flaws, so." People putting you on this pedestal. You're human. It's it's like、uh, when Mike Tyson fought Buster Douglas, and we 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 finally got to witness Mike Tyson's humanness.、Uh, he started to fade in the later rounds. He was starting to get hit a lot.、Um, people kind of presumed that if you took Tyson into the later rounds,、uh, it wouldn't be the Tyson of round one and round two. So,、uh, I think Machine Gun Kelly、uh, sh- is showing us like a human side of Eminem because he's not、uh, Jaru fucked up. Maybe because he just went after him emotionally. Machine Gun Kelly seems to be attacking him with you know some logic, with some、uh, critical thinking and things like that. So very interesting. Um. Machine Gun Kelly、uh, put out a tweet that said, "I'm standing up 
not for just myself, but my generation. Uh, I'm standing. I'm doing the same shit you did back in your day. So he's talking to Eminem and saying, "I'm doing the same shit today that you did 15 years ago." Uh, don't judge me for this. I'm just doing the same shit. Uh, life is still real on my side, and I had to take time from the grind to defend myself from someone I I called an idol. Love rap devil. So um, very interesting beef. I don't know. Nobody knows if Eminem is gonna respond, but I like to embrace my 17 year old self. Cut my age in half, and I can, you know, have some drama in my life because I don't really have any drama. I gotta. Seek drama on social media and on the internet and YouTube and TED talks and professors like debating with each other. So uh, I like it. I don't know if you'll like it. I'll play it here. You be the judge uh, and let me know what you think. Somebody grab me some clippers. This fucking beard is weird. Tough talk from a rapper paying millions for security a year. I think my dad's gone crazy. Yeah, Haley, you right. Dad's always mad, cooped up in the studio, yelling at the mic. You sober and bored, huh? I know. I'm about to be 46 years old, dog. Talking about I'm a cool up trick, trick. Man, you sound like a bitch, bitch. Man, I can handle your shit. You mad about something I said in 2012? Took you six years and a surprise album just to come with a diss. Homie, we did it. We know that you're the greatest rapper alive. All you do is read the dictionary and stay inside. Fuck rap god, I'm the rap devil. Come a bare face with a black shovel like the Armageddon. When the smoke settle, his body next to this instrumental. I'm saying, sick of them sweatsuits and them corny hats. Let's talk about it. I'm sick of you being rich and you still mad. Let's talk about it. Both of us single dads from the Midwest. We can talk about it. Or we can get gully. I'll size up your body and put some white chalk around it. Let's talk about the fact you actually blackball a rapper that's twice as young as you. Let's call Sway, ask why I can't go up to Shea 45 because of you. Let's ask Skinnerscope how you had Paul Rosenberg trying to shelf me. Still can't cover up the facts. Your last four albums as bad as a selfie. Now tell me, what are you stand for? I know you can't stand yourself. Trying to be the old you so bad you stand yourself. Let's leave all the beef in the 50. M to push a 50. Why you claiming I'ma call Puff when you the one that called Diddy? Then you went and called Jimmy. The conference called me in the morning. They told me you mad about a tweet. You wanted me to say sorry. I swear to God I ain't believe 'em. Please say it ain't so. The big bad bully of the rap game can't take a fucking joke. Oh, you want some fucking smoke? But not literally, you'll choke. Yeah, I'll acknowledge you're the goat, but I'm the gunner, bitch. I got you in the scope. Don't have a heart attack now. Somebody help your man's up. Knees weak or old age. The real slim shady can't stand up. I'm sick of them sweatsuits and them corny hats. Let's talk about it. I'm sick of you being rich and you still mad. Let's talk about it. Both of us single dads from the Midwest. We can talk about it, or we can get gully. I'll size up your body and put some white chalk around it. Hello, Marshall. My name's Colson. You should go back to recovery. I know your ego is hurting just knowing that all of your fans discovered me. You're like, damn, he a younger me. Except he dresses better and I'm ugly. Always making fun of me. Stop all the thuggery, Marshall. You living in luxury. Hey, look what you've done to me. Drop an album just because of me. Damn, you in love with me. You got money, but I'm hungry. I like it this, but you won't say them lyrics out in front of me. Shout out to every rapper that's up under me. Know that I'll never do you like the fuckery. Still bitter after everyone loves you. Pull that wedgie out your dungarees. I gotta respect the OGs, and I know most of them personally. Hey, but you just a bully acting like. A baby, so I gotta read you a nursery. I'm the ghost of the future, and you just have to need a Scrooge. I said I'm flex, anyone can get it. I ain't know it would be you. I'm sick of them sweatsuits and them corny hats. Let's talk about it. I'm sick of you being rich and you still mad. Let's talk about it. Both of us single dads from the Midwest. We can talk about it, or we can get gully. I'll size up your body and put some white chalk around it. Hey, ride a shoddy 'cause I got a road that's dope. It's a fast road. When your idols become your rivals, yeah. Never hesitate to say it to your face. I'm an asshole. Bitch ass motherfucker. We know you get nervous, rabbit. I see mama spaghetti all over your sweater. I wish you would lose yourself in the records that you made a decade ago. They were better. According to them, you're a national treasure. To me, you're as soft as a feather. The type to be scared to ask Rihanna for a number. Just hold her umbrella, Ella, Ella. I'm not afraid. Okay, Oscar the Grouch, chill on the couch. You got an Oscar, damn. Can anyone else get some food in their mouth? For real, they made a movie about you. You in everybody's top ten. You're not getting better with time. It's fine, Eminem. Put down the pen or write an apology over the simple fact you had the diss to acknowledge me. I am the prodigy. How Could I even look up to you? You ain't as tall as me. Five eight, man. I'm six four. Seven punches hold your head still. Last time you saw Eight Mile was at home on a treadmill. You were named after a candy. 
I was named after a gangster. And don't be a sucker and take my verse off of Yellow Wolf's album. Thank you. Thank you. I just wanna feed my daughter. You try to stop the money to support her. You don't wanna always talk about the action. Text me the Addy, I'm pulling up scrapping. And I'm by my fucking self, what's happening? EST Captain, salute me and shoot me. That's what he's gonna have to do to me when he realizes that it ain't shit he can do to me. Everybody always hated me. This isn't anything new to me. Yeah, there's a difference between us. I got all of my shit without Drake producing me. I know you're not used to me. Usually one of your disses should ruin me But bitch, I'm from Cleveland, everybody quiet this evening I'm reading the eulogy Dropped an album called Kamikaze So that means he kill him Already fucked one rapper's girl this week Don't make me call Kim I'm sick of them sweatsuits and them corny hats Let's talk about it I'm sick of you being rich and you still mad Let's talk about it Both of us single dads from the Midwest We can talk about it Or we can get gully I'll size up your body and put some white chalk around it So that's pretty crazy, huh? I don't know if you listened to the whole thing Uh... That motherfucker stood for what he believed in, and that's something really difficult to do, especially at that kind of global level. And now nobody knows how Eminem is going to respond, and um, the internet's basically on fire with this shit. So much so that I'm talking about it, and that I'm caught up in it, and uh, you know, I'm looking like at new videos of what's happening, and so they got me. I'm sure they got other. Uh, people as well uh, he's got like 30 million views in a couple of days so uh this is big big news in the hip-hop community the rap community so stand up for what you believe in and hopefully it'll catch fire um let's say you're in a meeting and everybody's sharing ideas uh, in the military we call it like um the z process where people go from panic elation and back to panic where people are sharing ideas um, man I could really go on a tangent here but essentially there are team roles okay so when you have a meeting um, the the person that's quiet should usually be identifying who's what because everybody's playing a certain character in a meeting this has nothing to do with Eminem and MGK um, but usually there's a, a creator of an idea, an advancer of an idea, and they may not be the same person, right? Somebody may create the idea, and they might not know how to advance it. So somebody says, that's a great idea. I can add these type of, types of ideas and advance your idea, right? So you have a creator and an advancer, um, but then you need like, a refiner, so you you might want to pay attention for the person that might chime in and say, Hey, that's a great idea that you created. And you have brilliant ideas to advance that idea. But here's how we can refine it, right? So this person is like an editor um, of sorts. And he can uh, make the idea better, but not advance it. He could, he could, he could edit it in real time. Um, so you have your creator, your advancer, you have your refiner, then you have your your executor. Your executor is very important. The executor is the person who can usually like take all the information and run with the idea. Um, so you're sitting in a meeting. I don't even know why I talked about that. You're sitting in a meeting and you're debating whether or not you should stand up for what you believe in. Maybe you're in a minority of ideas. Everybody is agreeing to some certain extent. But you have an idea that which you think may not be popular. But you don't know if it will be popular or not unless you voice it. Right? So Machine Gun Kelly voiced his diss and it resonated with a lot of people. So, powerful message to stand up and, and speak your mind and stand your ground and fight for what you believe in. Whether you're Machine Gun Kelly or if you're in a meeting or if you see something that's not right and you want to voice your opinion but you're afraid of repercussions, man, fuck all that noise. You know, you know, um, stand your ground and speak your mind, especially if you think you're right. Because your idea might snowball, one or two people might bite onto the idea. And then all of a sudden you might have 10 people, 12 people. Now you have the whole office saying, you know what, that was a great idea. I think we should go with your idea. Um, but you will never know unless you actually speak out. So 
I'm uh, like two glasses of wine in, so if I rant and jump all over the place, we, you can blame the dark apothic. I like cheap wine, uh, $10 bottles of wine. Because uh, I can't really tell the difference. Uh, I've had, You know, you get like a $200 bottle of wine and a $10 bottle of wine or even like a $7 bottle of wine that's on sale. And, and uh, I don't know, I guess my taste buds suck. But I can't really tell the difference. They taste the same to me. They have that bitter, like, grape taste. I like red wine. So, yeah. Stand your ground. Voice your opinion. And uh, hopefully you can catch some momentum. And if you don't, and people shut you the fuck down, uh, you know it's a bad idea. And maybe you could build your critical thinking skills a little more. Uh, you can analyze the things that pop into your head a little more. So yeah, um, you never know unless you try. You miss all the shots you don't take, right? That's a basketball reference. Um, I can't make a whole lot of sports references unless it's jujitsu or MMA because um, I don't really follow a lot of sports. It's funny, I wanted to post something about this Nike thing. Everybody's sharing the memes about Nike and how Colin Kaepernick um, he's a quarterback, I don't know what team, Vikings, 49ers, something, uh, I don't know if he retired, anyway, um, it was like the 30th year anniversary of Nike's Just Do It campaign, and he was the, um, poster boy for like this reunion it might be the 25th year but I'm pretty sure it's the 30th year so people are upset right people are patriotic people are supporting him um, people think he should be like man of the century and 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 for me okay so like just about all my degrees are in business uh, except one, I have one criminal justice degree. And for me to make the connection that Colin Kaepernick is doing something very American and sponsored by, and, and to relate that to Nike is, is a tough sell, pun intended, for me. Because, okay, Colin Kaepernick and Nike, right, we raise awareness... And it's an American thing. So much so that we, we, we are going to increase the revenue for Nike where the majority of products are made in Vietnam, Korea, overseas. So I, I don't really understand it. I don't really uh, know what the end goal is. Um, I know America really doesn't have a sense of the ridiculous like other countries do for good and for bad. Um, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about that. Um, president Trump is our uh, president, right? We had President George Bush, George W. Bush and his dad in the past. Um, America really doesn't have a line for ridiculous whereas other countries will have lines of like they'll say oh, okay hold on everybody like this is kind of ridiculous let's settle the fuck down and like figure this shit out america doesn't really have that um we will just go fucking beyond ridiculous and just about everything and most people will think that's a bad thing but um if you you can look at it at the other way like um Jimi Hendrix is a good example like that motherfucker is ridiculous in a good way right he's a legend um what else can I think of um Elon Musk what Elon Musk is doing even though he's South African is very American thing right like I'm gonna build a fucking tunnel underground and fix this traffic like that's ridiculous like you want to go to Mars like dude you're being ridiculous so 
uh, it's very American thing to go to be very ridiculous, uh, both pros and cons. Uh, on both sides of the spectrum, ridiculous can be good and bad. Um, so to me, this Nike Colin Kaepernick um, hyperbole thing is kind of ridiculous, and it could be good or bad. I don't really care. Uh, I don't really have any Nike products. Uh, I don't think I own anything Nike. So, whatever, it doesn't bother me. Uh, I'm not really a fan of football, so um, that doesn't bother me either. Call in, do whatever you want to do. Nobody cares. Uh, you get paid, that's good. Feed your family, take care of you know the, the things you need in your life. Um, you're probably already rich as fuck anyway. So, uh, yeah. Do what you gotta do. Yeah, everybody else just do what you gotta do. Just, you know. If everybody just... It's fun. Um, what's... There was a saying. Brad Pitt was on a show on Bill Maher. And they were asking him about... Um, something that was ridiculous, of course. They're gonna ask something ridiculous. Uh, with American culture. And Brad Pitt said, If I had that much vitriol, I would check myself first before trying to check others. So... Uh, I love that saying by Brad Pitt. Check yourself um, before you wreck others. <clears throat> that should be the new saying. Check yourself before you wreck others. Because if you don't check yourself, you're just going to, you know, fucking ruin everything. So, stand up for what you believe in. I went 10 minutes talking shit. Uh, MGK stood for what he believed in. He would not back down from Eminem. It's uh, very inspiring to see that Eminem will probably destroy him. Uh, best case scenario, Eminem doesn't respond and ruin his career. Because uh, unanimously, everyone thinks Eminem is far beyond uh, the lyrical capabilities of Machine Gun Kelly. <clears throat> so, my life. Alright, let's uh, talk about my life for a minute. Uh, juggling a couple of deals right now. Uh, I'm in the middle of negotiations with someone who is playing hardball. And I get it. Uh, they're very experienced in the real estate world. They're a broker. They're way above my level. Um, they probably perceive me as like this young punk kid. I've only been in real estate like 10 years. Um, she's been in forever. Uh, so we're going back and forth and I'm being treated like I'm an amateur and I get it right whatever uh, if I roll with a black belt in jiu-jitsu they will smash me right there's nothing I can do but I can do my best so doing my best trying to get a good deal but she's making it very difficult um, we're arguing over like uh, 30 40 50, 60 like forty thousand uh, dollars we can't get to a good price um, so hopefully, cross your fingers for me, we can get to a deal and I can figure this shit out. I'll be moving here shortly uh, if this goes through. So yeah, uh, juggling uh, that deal in Hawaii, I'm juggling like two more deals in Indiana. So trying to buy more. Um, I, I essentially just want my 40s to be just chill. I just want to like chill and not do a whole lot. Uh, maybe write a book. I want to keep doing the podcast. I want to bring uh, guests uh, on. I want to convert like a living room or something just to a podcast and jujitsu area. This seems to be my two favorite things to do. Uh, school's beating the shit out of me. I got really beat up last week. I couldn't do a podcast last week. Um, headed to Maui this weekend. And then I got to go to Japan next week. So, a little bit of traveling. Um, I don't know if I'm going to take my podcast equipment on the road. I got to take a lot of other shit. So, uh, time will tell. Okay. Uh, that's it, I think. Uh, we'll hit the questions. 25 minutes in already. I'm going to revamp the way I, I structure this question and answering format. Because, to me, it was getting a little bland. I was feeling a little flat. And people were telling me that, so I want to. I 
I, I think where I went wrong was I was worried over quantity. I was worried about quantity and not quality. I was just like, give me fucking 20 questions. And I would just knock them all out. Like, yes, no, yes, maybe. I don't know. Fucking unfair. Do the shit yourself. Like, Google it. I'm gonna fucking tell you. So, I was just knocking out questions. Um, and looking at my research that I have to do, and I really understand the difference between quantitative and qualitative. And I want to be a little more qualitative with these questions. So, uh, I have like, I don't know, a hundred questions in my uh one specific email and uh i'm gonna pick and i'm gonna be a little more picky when it comes to grabbing these questions instead of i i'm gonna make sure they're long they're in depth um i want to make sure they write out a good question if i'm going to give a good answer um so yeah jump into these questions and uh let me know what you think if it's uh, pretty good uh, or not so less questions but longer and more in-depth questions all right question one this one's from jimmy it's about his japanese girlfriend all right um this gorgeous japanese girl that i've been dating for a month has decided that she doesn't want to submit to me sexually Oh man, um, is, is she breaking the code, uh, Jimmy? Is she like breaking the code that you had presumed she would submit sexually because you had an idea of Japanese women in a like a kimono and uh, bowing to you and just doing whatever you want? Like here's your sushi. Like everything's made for you always. Um, Japanese culture is very interesting and it's more interesting when you look at it from the lens that people see. If you've never been to Japan, I recommend you go. If you're able to, I've been there three times. Uh, about to go for my fourth time. So I understand what this guy is saying because when I was growing up in high school, I was fucking obsessed with uh, Japanese girls, with Japanese culture. I really wanted to go, so like in 2005, when they sent me for the first time for like, I don't know, four months or something, uh, I was in heaven, right? And we didn't work a whole lot. We worked like half the month and we'd like party. It was amazing. I spent my 21st birthday up there. Japan is crazy, uh, both good and bad. So uh, back to outside the bedroom, She's everything an Asian girl is supposed to be. <laughs> what the fuck is she supposed to be, Jimmy? Oh, man. She's quiet, charming, beautiful, apolitical, gracious, and calm. Yep, she meets all the check marks. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, uh, start dating this girl because she meets the parameters that I have put onto the Japanese culture but she doesn't submit to me in the bedroom so fuck this bitch right okay man this is a good one she knows this is wrong she knows this is wrong but keeps up her bad attitude anyway oh man how do I get her to embrace her submission <laughs> How do I get her to embrace her submissiveness during sex? Oh man, this is fucking funny. Oh, okay, Jimmy. Uh, maybe she's not into you. How long have you guys been dating? There's a lot of information you left out here. Um, like, what are you doing? Like, I, I need to know what you guys are doing in the bedroom. How you're doing it. I need more goddamn detail. Uh... So, anata no, anata no chin chin wa skoshi desu, perhaps. And uh, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but uh, hopefully the majority of you don't speak Japanese. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. How do, you, how do you get your girlfriend to fuck you? And 
only you know the answer to that. Why don't you just ask her instead of submitting a question online? Like, how fucking ridiculous are you being right now? Uh, my girlfriend won't get naked for me, and she won't fuck me, so I'm gonna post something online that gets sent to my email. Like, come on, man. Uh, fucking figure it out. I don't know. Get better at oral stimulation. Uh, maybe she likes to be intellectually stimulated prior to actually having sex. You need to fucking ask her. Um, but the problem is, the Japanese culture, it, it's very like shame culture. So, she might not be honest with you. You might have to, uh, figure out a way to break down that barrier and be honest with each other. Um... But man, that was like, you really made me laugh. Um, lower your expectations. Talk to her. Increase your communication with her. And uh, figure it out. If you like her and she likes you, you guys will fucking figure it out. If not, um, <laughs> uh, fucking move on. I don't know. But man, I like laughing like that. Alright, question number two. From this. I know it's not the end of the world. How do you know? And there's plenty more fish. Uh-oh. Relationship question. But it's a pain in the arse when texts fizzle out. You begin to get cold, boring. You begin. You or me. You begin to get cold, boring replies. And they eventually stop replying. Or you just see the signs and stop the texting dead in its tracks. It takes me a few days to get over it. Yeah, I'm making it sound like some sort of breakup or whatever. After a week, I've forgotten about it. But do any of you lads or lasses have any techniques to not just giving a flying fuck if they're not interested in you? It seems like... I take it to heart a bit too much. Alright, I need to know how old you are, Fectus. I really need to... Because if you're 20, there's nothing I can say that will fix you. You're going to be obsessed with the relationship type of thing until about 28, I would say. Um, about 28 years old... It depends with everyone, but I found... Uh, around 28 is when your fucks really start uh, going downhill. Like, you care less. Like, ooh, should I want to text me? Like, who cares, right? Nobody cares. I don't text people back sometimes. Like, uh, and I'm sure you don't text people some back sometimes. There's a hierarchy there. Um, if you perceive someone to be higher than you on the hierarchy whatever social hierarchy or maybe you think she's hot and you put her on a pedestal you're gonna text her back but if people are on a lower hierarchy you may not get back to them fa uh, as quick as someone that's on a higher hierarchy so what she's doing to you you probably do to others um, that's, ju that's just kind of like the social law so I would wonder how old you are. I would say wait until you're about 26 through 28. Uh, that's when your brain's gonna really mature. Um, yeah, and don't worry so much. You fucking, like, this is a ridiculous question. Like, don't fucking worry so much. She's not texting you, but did you fuck her? Or you guys, it's not your girlfriend. Like, she, she's free to do whatever she wants. You're free to do whatever you want. You're free to just move on. You know what? How about you just build like uh, a network of 10 girls that you're talking to so that if one kind of like ghosts you you just have nine more if five ghosts you you can have five more like this how about you build your network a little more you're not saying a name it's not saying you're close to these girls um it sounds like it might just be one or two girls and if you are building a big network of a bunch of women and you're trying to be in the dating market and all these girls are ghosting you, chances are it's you. Because there's no fucking way 
that it's all women. There's no way it's all women. It's just, it's not, it's statistically, that's not going to happen. There's no way that all women will think you're a creep. Unless you are a creep. And if you are a creep, then you need to fix yourself uh, before you wreck everyone else. That's going to be today's narrative, right? Fix yourself before you wreck everyone else. So, uh, yeah, man. Feck this. Feck this. Feck you. From Vivian. Question three. Oh, relationship questions. I've been with my boyfriend. <laughs> she needs spell check. B-O-Y-R-F-R-I-E-N-D. My boyfriend. Boyfriend. For a few months now. And I was so happy in the first few months, of course. That's the fuck always happens, right? Just she's like so amazing, and she's just perfect for me. And I think she's the one. And like four months later, you're like this fucking bitch, like oh. And she's like, oh, he's so selfish. I just like, I just can't. So, uh, yeah, the few, the first few months is amazing. Everyone agrees to that, right? That's like the best part. Um, he is a very dependent person. And so am I. But I do not show that side for his sake. What? He's dependent and you're dependent as well. But you hide your dependency. Okay, got it. I struggle with anxiety and depression. And this relationship has been negatively affecting it. Oh, we're about to get dark here. I don't share any of this with him. Because he gets upset and angry quite easily. So if, so if I'm sad, he'll blame it on himself, okay? Make me feel terrible and way worse. He has told me many times how much I've improved his life and how it isn't worth living without me. He has also told me that he wants to commit suicide. All right, I need ages, man. I put the two together and I believe he will take his own life away if I break up with him. Okay, I need ages and I need uh, states maybe. And I will need, um, like what do you guys do? Like career choices, job choices. I need all that shit in here. I'm so unhappy right now and have considered taking my own life away too. Whoa. Both of us cannot go to therapy because of family issues. Why? Why? What? Feel free to be vague, you fucking Vivian. I'm unhappy because I feel like the mom of a toddler. Because he's always complaining about little things. Getting sad about literally nothing. If I'm ever sad and he can't cheer me up, he'll be sad and I have to cheer him up. And then he forgets about my problems and he is just so dependent. There's like a lot of O's there. If I don't see him once a day, he'll start crying. Okay, I really need ages. And he'll tell me he's sad, making me feel like a terrible person when I just want a little space. He thinks we're fine. I don't. When I'm not around him, my anxiety levels go down and the depression is barely ever there. I have no idea what to do and I need advice ASAP, please. September 3rd. Oh shit, this is three days ago. Okay, Vivian. Um, my first inclination answer is to tell you, get the fuck out. You gotta get out of this. Uh, you don't say how long you guys been dating. That would be important. But you gotta get the fuck out of this, man. This is very toxic. And you're trapped. You can't. You can't go to therapy because of family issues. Um, I don't know what, what you mean by that. Um, seems like he's bringing you down. Um, you want to blow your head off as well. Like you need to get out of this. And he needs to get out of this too. You both are toxic for each other. Um, it takes two to tangle here. So I would say get the fuck out. Um... And, and just look forward. Don't look back. Look forward. 
set some goals, get your life together, uh, find a bunch of hobbies, and um, read a book. I would probably recommend in this situation, and I got a fuck ton of books. Extreme Ownership would probably do you best here. Um, the Four Agreements would work as well, but I think Extreme Ownership, uh, taking accountability of your own goddamn life, uh, is a good book for this specific problem. So yeah, Vivian, get out. Um, don't kill yourself. Um, and, and I know this is going to be not popular, but if you leave and he does something dramatic to his own life, you are not to blame for that. Um, we all go, right? We're all, we're all going to die. You die, I die, everybody dies. Um, and we're all going to go alone, even if you have a family and... Uh, you're going to go alone. There, There's no way you're the last 10 seconds of your life and you say, hey, please come with me. Like, no. Um, the DMT that your pineal gland produces uh, is going to happen to you and you're going to experience um, that transition, let's call it, to the yawning grave, as Terrence McKenna calls it, alone. You're going to do it alone. Uh, so... If he does something dramatic, you're not at fault. Um, it has nothing to do with you. It only has shit to do with him. So you'll probably feel terrible. But move on. Set some goals. And uh, yeah, get your life together. Alright, this is from Candy76. I know a Candy. Uh, she's on the Big Island. Um, I don't think this is her. I am having a major anxiety attack. Me and the man I was seeing broke up less than a week ago. Is this the fucking episode 8, the relationship issue? Um, we're, after 9 years of being together, I had done everything for him, took care of him. I should set you up with a guy with question 1. Because he wants a girl that submits. He wants a Japanese robot slave and you are a robot slave here doing everything for the man so how about you candy 76 get with jimmy from question one and you guys can fucking settle down and be happy together how about that okay i had done everything for him i took care of him he promised to always have my back no matter what then about a week ago he told me he was seeing someone else and that he was bringing her to the house so he could do his thing with her. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> I could picture uh, texting somebody and be like, hey, you want to come over so I can do my thing with you? Like, what the fuck does that mean? We're all cryptic, right? Americans are so cryptic. Netflix and chill. Like, that's the most cryptic thing that everybody knows what that means. So, uh, it's funny how she's being cryptic here. Uh, okay, so where was I? So he could do his thing with her. I could find somewhere to go or sit there and watch. I chose the latter. You chose to sit there and watch? So, wow. This is a really, like, what, who are, like, you need to add me on Facebook. You're going to sit there and watch? Alright, I would also like to add, and I don't want to offend anyone. I'm not going to offend anyone here. But she is only using him to get a green card to stay here. They don't speak the same language. I financially supported and did everything for this man for nine years. I gave him my heart and now it is broken. I feel very lost and alone. My daughter came and got me. Oh, you should have told me about the kid earlier. My daughter came and got me. And I'm supposed to go to my dad's next week, with whom I have no relationship, and he lives so far out that I won't be able to go anywhere, like a state and a city would work here. I feel maybe I should have found a shelter or somewhere where I was so I could at least get on the bus line. 
I am without my dogs as well, who were everything to me as well. I just miss them very much. I tried to talk to my family today, and they just pretty much laughed in my face. Wow! You told them what you're saying here, and they laughed in your face? Uh, I feel I should be jumping for joy. I don't know how much I can take, and I really need someone to talk to. I have no phone. I really could use some advice, and maybe just someone to talk to. She's lonely. I'm at my wit's end, and I just can't deal with much more. Candy76. Alright, if you're Candy and you're born in 1976 from your username, you're a little too old for this drama. And I'm assuming your daughter's gotta be 10 or so. Um, you've been with them 9 years, right? So the probability of you guys getting married because you got pregnant. Uh, so if you've been you've been married nine years, you got pregnant probably the year prior. You got married during your pregnancy, and the kid's ten. Let's say, let's just go ahead and assume that shit. You too, you need to get fuck out of there, right? So there's an opportunity here. There's an opportunity for you to fix your relationship with your dad that you don't talk about here. Like you don't explain that at all. Um. Yeah, fix your relationship with your father. He doesn't want anything to do with you. Um, divorce him and take half. Like, that's the American dream for a, a girl. Um, if she... If, if a man does this shit to you, and if he has money, like, this is the perfect opportunity for you to utilize the court system to your advantage. Because the court system is very anti-male. Um, there is unlimited evidence for that. So as a woman with a kid and a cheating husband, you could absolutely financially destroy this guy. And that's got to be the best advice. Like, he made you sit there and watch him fuck a girl he can't talk to. And you just sat there and watched, like, destroy this guy. You have to do that. Um, that's the best advice here. Absolutely financially wreck him. And fix your relationship with your father. Get back on your feet. Unfuck your life. And get your shit together. Like, it's just not that complicated. Next, number five. This is good. I'm liking this. I like the deeper questions and I spend more time on each question. Uh, see, I'm on question five and I'm like almost 50 minutes in. So I think I'm going to keep this format. All right. This is from Starry Night. And this question is insanely long. Uh, Starry Night. Starry Night like Vincent Van Gogh's painting. Uh, if you're a fan, I'm a fan. So my mom had passed in May of this year. And since then, everything is tumbling down. Alright, mom passed away in May of this year. Uh, my job has cut hours drastically. Uh, and my brother got fired. Oh, when it rains, it pours. My mom left no will. So it is in probate. Man, mom should have left a will. My youngest and eldest sister want nothing to do with the house. And man, I've been in real estate and I've seen property tear families apart. So, all right, let's get into this. But from the day that my mom died, they took over everything. The youngest and eldest sisters. All right. My mom was an animal hoarder. Six cats and three dogs. My brother and I were tasked with taking care of them. And paying the WSG, I don't know what that is, and Comcast bill as our rent. So you pay the WSG, what could that be? And Comcast bill. So your rent is probably minor, depending on what the WSG is. Uh, if you know what that is, hit me up, because I'd like to know. I'll probably Google it right after this. My mom was disabled, so... It forced us to take care of her animals, much to our dismay. 
When she died, the house reeked. Our sisters, as well as my aunt and uncle, my mom's brother, stepped up to help us with the funeral expenses. That's nice. Our current mindset was that we lost mom. What are we going to do now? That is where things have spiraled out of control. My aunt, uncle, and older sister offered to help us with cleaning up the house. At first, we were apprehensive. You guys are not trying to get help? Oh, okay. Um, maybe you guys are in agreement, whether it be verbal or non-verbal, implicit or uh, explicit. And then you guys are wanting to step your game up as adults and not get help. I can see that. Um, so I can see the apprehension in that. Some things in the house meant sentimental value. They made a verbal agreement, see they're explicit, that not everything was being tossed. I left for work the day of cleanup. Uh, my work gave me one week of funeral leave. And when I came back, everything was gone. Mine and my brother's bed, our dressers, even my mom's KitchenAid mixer that I had bought two years ago, all gone, so everything's gone. When I demanded to know what happened, my other sister and I explained that was their condition for fixing up the house. Okay. Afterwards, they spent so much money to replace things, tear the carpet and replace it with vinyl floor So they're setting up to sell it. They're remodeling it to sell it. People do that. That's normal. Right? But you're upset because shit is sentimental and you want to keep the house. That's, that's where I see this thing going. There's a lot here. And I'm paraphrasing as I go. Alright. Absolutely nothing came by us. And it is infuriating. Of course it is. I'm trying to feel grateful but everything was high-end from Ikea. Um, Alright. I'll accept that sentence. And with my job at a grocery store having hours cut and my brother being fired, everything became so much more stressful. I still do not know if they plan to sell the house. Of course they're going to sell the house. But I am wanting to at this point because you want to cut of the money. There's five of you here. Five of you going to split a house that's what, depending on your state, $120,000, $200,000. It's not a lot of money. Everything became so much more stressful. I still didn't, okay, blah, blah, blah. I've been trying to find a job for weeks and nothing, absolutely nothing. How hard are you trying? Where are you looking? How often are you looking? How many applications are you sending in a day slash week? How many phone calls are you making? Uh, do you have a cover letter? Like, do you have references? There's a lot there that you're leaving out. Going back, my mom sheltered us horribly. Horribly? My brother is National Guard. Oh, that's good. Support, man. Uh, but he can't save a dime to save his life. That's not good. Um, and, and that's actually kind of common in the National Guard because they get used to a certain paycheck and then when they get off of orders let's say they maintain their lifestyle of a certain paycheck and they're like i'm my fucking money's gone like that's very common amongst the troops so all right so your brother is fucking stupid with money um and you were manipulated for credit cards under his name god damn it being the stupid kid i was i started with credit cards two years ago i thought i was contributing to the household but i racked up three thousand dollars in debt okay three thousand dollars in bad i also got a car loan of sixteen thousand dollars that's still not too bad i didn't finish college because i didn't mentally prepare myself this kid's got to be 20 or so my mom also had a hand in taking some of my financial aid i flunked my classes oh good god this guy is like really a lot of shit is happening uh every quarter until i lost my financial aid in the third quarter how hard were you trying? What are your hobbies? Uh, what the fuck are you doing with your time? How's your time management skills? Like, god damn it. I don't know what to do and I was honestly a lump on the couch. Of course. Your fucking whole life is falling apart. With no direction. Uh, this lasted a year. I went to Job Corps. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Fuck. I gotta paraphrase it. This is like 17 more sentences here. Um, we were on the verge of losing the house when my sister's mother-in-law 
convinced the real estate agent to switch her house with one of his. He knew there was a profit in it somehow and he got $350,000. And we moved into the town next over. As we started to settle, mom got another freaking cat on top of the five. Alright, so he's giving me a history of his family here. The property taxes are paid this year. You want to pay that first because um, the property taxes will take your house before your mortgage personnel take your house. The house is paid off. That's good. So how the fuck... If the house is paid off, can you not survive? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And there's like five of you? Um, blah, blah, blah. Right? I've tried so many times to explain it to my brother that things need to change and that I can't do it all on my own. I pay credit card debt every month, car payment, car insurance, house insurance, electric, and I can't do it anymore. What is the totality of all these bills? thousand dollars you can't do a thousand dollars a month i just want to sell the house and be done with it then sell the fucking house i almost want to sell in order to pay my debt and try to move as far away from my family as possible that might be a good move too listen when i was growing up i was growing up in a small town on the island of oahu it's called wailua our graduating class was like 70 people it was really small like everybody knew everybody but I remember there was a saying, uh, if you don't get out of Wailua, you'll be stuck in Wailua. Wailua is a vortex. So I, my older brother joined the military and then I joined the military because uh, I, I needed a way out and I was working at a pizza joint and I, and I knew I would be okay at the pizza joint, but I wouldn't be where I wanted to be. I wanted to see the world. I wanted to learn about culture. I had a lot of questions. So the military helped a lot of questions out and helped me travel. So uh, I'm biased. I'd say get the fuck out, sell, get the fuck out, and travel. Take the money and run, bitch. Um, I feel like they see my obesity and assume I'm a bad worker. All right, so this guy's overweight. I just have so much stress combined with my depression from the job searches, the debt, my family... And some days I feel like suicide is the best option. Though in my head, it's wrong on so many levels. I just hate that my mother chose not to prepare me for the world. Your mother, father, brothers, uncles, aunties, nobody can prepare you for the world. The world's gonna beat you the fuck down uh, and smash you. Um, but that's not important because the important part is getting up. Getting beat up, then get up. Getting beat up, then get up. Like the last episode uh, with the Al Pacino talk of you have to fight for your inch. So fight for your goddamn inch. The world's going to beat you up. Get over it and move the fuck on. Roll with the punches um, and keep pressing. This guy doesn't even have a question. Uh, and I had to learn with her manipulating me. Okay, so now he's blaming his mom. Alright, what is this guy? I fucking forgot this guy's name. Scroll up here. From Starry Night. Alright. Ah, oh, Starry Night. Get out. You need to reset. You need a hard reset. Sell the goddamn house. Lose some goddamn weight. Get your life together. Move. And uh, go ahead and unfuck yourself. So, that's my advice. I'll do one more question. Uh, this is going much better than I thought it would. From Becky. I hope you guys can provide some solid advice as I feel quite torn at the moment. Just to give you some background. I recently decided to go traveling next year to, to Canada. It's been something I've been putting off for some time due to fear. I was worrying about leaving the life I had built here in Ireland. Ireland. Who the fuck is that guy? However, I recently realized this is something I need to do for my soul, man. I need to do it for my soul, man. Before it's too late. I'm looking for a fresh start in Canada, and I'm hoping to, quote, find myself, end quote. My close friend was also looking to go traveling. But when we spoke, she wasn't quite sure on where she wanted to go. 
one night over a few drinks, she decided she wanted to go to Canada too and suggested we go together. In the heat of the moment, I agreed. I was excited to have a buddy with me traveling, which seemed less daunting. Now, after some thought, I am apprehensive about going with her, and I honestly love her dearly, but her energy is all over the place. She talks a lot and sometimes can be quite negative. Although this doesn't bother me too much in our current situation, we don't live together and only see each other occasionally. I'm worried about. I'm worried it'll be a different story in Canada once we are around each other all the time. I feel there's pros and cons. There's pros and cons and everything. With both choices and I am finding it difficult to decide. Pick a fucking thing. What is your name? Becky. Um, for example, it would be nice to have a friend to go with and experience things with. Also, I wouldn't be lonely, etc. But going alone might be better for me to grow as a person. And I wouldn't risk getting frustrated with some of her personality traits, etc. Can anyone provide any advice, please, and perhaps how to tell her if I decide to go alone? Also, if any of you have gone traveling with a friend slash alone, I would appreciate your thoughts on this. Thank you. Go alone. I travel alone all the time. This is the best. Um, I find that when you travel alone, you're more likely to meet people and really embrace the location, culture, society, environment in a way that you can't really embrace it with others because people will approach you while you're alone uh, for better or for worse right people will approach you who are creeps and want uh, to take something from you but um, that I I've never really had uh, any issues with that probably you know uh, when I was in Arizona this last time a girl from California was telling me Oh, you travel. Al you can only travel alone because you're a guy. I could never travel alone, and I don't really have a rebuttal to that. I don't know if I assume traveling alone as a female is much more dangerous than a male, right? That's a safe assumption, um, but I would still recommend traveling alone. You don't have to. You are on your own agenda. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Um. You don't have anybody nagging you. You don't have to deal with anybody's uh, issues. Um, you can, yeah. You know, it's just, it's just. I personally prefer it. Um, the one thing I see people really fuck up when they travel is they treat travel like work, and when you do that, that's really, really bad. And and I've seen couples, husband and wife, um, argue with each other about their vacation because they treat it like work and what I mean by that is you go on a vacation and you plan out your vacation right you plan out your vacation like 7 a.m. we're gonna do this and at 8 a.m. we have to be there and then we have to make sure we catch the bus the number 87 bus on the blue route to make sure that we get over here by 9 a.m. and then and blah 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 and to make sure we take their suitcase and then all of this is packed and our schedule has to be accordingly uh, everything has to be perfect and it's all scheduled and if it's not a part of the schedule then we can't do it and you're not going to really enjoy your vacation if you treat it like work your vacation should be no alarm clock uh, you get up whenever the fuck you get up you go outside you walk around and you just walk into a store you talk to a person and then maybe they say oh this restaurant's pretty good it's like two blocks down take a right and then you just walk into that place and you really experience uh, the the environment, the culture, the food, the people. Um, that's the way I would do a vacation by yourself with no schedule and really, really vacation. All right, it's 11 o'clock at night. Uh, I got like, I just put everything else I had to do on the side because I really wanted to get a podcast out. Uh, I told, I promised myself I was going to get to 10 episodes at least. This is episode number 8. I'm going to end it here. An hour and 3 minutes. Um, I, I didn't feel as flat as I did last week or the week prior. So, I feel good about this one. Good night. As always, Ed Dupas. Promise land. Get your shit together help each other out because uh, it's a dark dark world uh, good night
thoughts on was that the way yeah, I thought somebody up there was keeping score but it's just you and me and the dreams we choose to dream forevermore you have been burned out on the news been turning inside out and going deep to find those things that stand so still a promise to fulfill just one more lost soul learning how to be but it's seen a long way down when the sky gets dark and the wind is cold Reach out, take a hand, try once more if you can. We can walk together into the promised land. Cause I've been hearing a new song from town to town, job to job, and heart. And it seems so far to go But it's closer than you know So start opening doors And find out where they go Cause it's seen a long way down When the sky gets dark And the wind is cold Reach out, take a hand Try once more Together into the promised land. Yes, we can together into the promised land. Yes, we can together into the promised land.